B'shem Hashem Na'asev Nasliyach. We are um, on Parashat Vayera with his famous Zera Shimshon. May the Zechut of the Zera Shimshon of um, Shimshon Chaim Ben Harav Nachman Michael. May his Zechut be a Melitz Yosher for all of Am Israel, and especially those that are single should be able to get married, and those that uh, need children, may Hashem give them a, that bracha to have children, and those that have children and family, may Hashem give them much blessing from all of them. Amen. And this year is dedicated for the Israel. So today's parasha in Chayesara, we're doing Ot Aleph, the first ma'amar of the Zera Shimshon and the parasha. And interestingly enough, the Zera Shimshon does an entire perush, entire commentary on Eshet Chayil, which is from Shlomo HaMelech, the woman of valor, the famous song that King Solomon wrote about the woman of valor, which many commentaries talk about, about what was he really talking about, what was Shlomo HaMelech really talking about, this woman of valor, who is it, what is he talking about? So there is a Midrash that says King Solomon actually meant that he's talking about the Torah. We are, we're, Jews are supposed to be married to the Torah, so to speak. Go hand in hand with Torah Tenu And therefore that this Eshet Chayil, this woman of valor, is the Torah. However, the Zerah Shemishon will bring another Midrash that's going to tell us something else. And it's connected to this parasha. And as we delve into it, we're going to see the question that the Zerah Shemishon asks on this and how... You know, we're supposed to think, are we going to actually find an Eshet Chayil, that, that perfect woman? You know, is there such a thing? You know, we do make, there is that saying. In fact, sometimes as a joke at the table, I kind of like make it a joke. When I'm singing Eshet Chayil, I'll be like, Eshet Chayil, mi Who can find, you know? It is a question, right, which I must say for all of you that are laughing, in fact, is the question of the Zerah Shimshon. Zerah Shimshon is going to ask, why is this Pasuk asking Eshet Chayil Miyimsa? As if like, if we can't find it, then why are we even asking for it? Right? So when you're asked at the table, hopefully when your wife is not listening, on Friday night when you're singing Eshet Chayil, and you go, Eshet Chayil Mimsa. Some people make the joke and, and continue, you know, Eshet Chayil, Mimsa, Afechad, no, I don't want to say it. <laughs> but like they go, Eshet Chayil, who found Eshet Chayil? Nobody. <laughs> but it's a joke. Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. Chalila, chalila, chalila. Because my wife also listens to this year. <laughs> so, the Eshet Chayil. In the Eshet Chayil it says, Isha irat Hashem halal. The woman that has the fear of God, she is the one that's truly praiseworthy. And this goes obviously for men and women. Who is truly praiseworthy? Yirat Hashem halal. You have fear of God, that's something that's truly praiseworthy. In, today's, in this week's parasha, this past week's parasha, Abraham Avinu found himself um, um, in, this, in the city of Avimelech, Right? And he says to everybody that Sarai Menu is actually his sister, not his wife. And then finally, when they find out that Avraham Avinu is married to Sarah, Avimelech comes, he's a, such a tzaddik, 
comes to Avraham Avinu, he says, why didn't you tell me? I had no idea. You know, if you would have told me, this is your wife, I wouldn't have taken her, you know. I'm so clean, I'm so good, please take your wife. Why did you say that she is your sister? What does Avraham Avinu say? Avraham Avinu says, he says, Ki en yirat, there is no fear of God in this town. Therefore, I fear it for my life. This pasuk that Avraham Avinu says should, should literally shake us to the bone till today. What Abraham Avinu is saying is no simple matter. He's saying you could have so many mitzvot. You could do so many mitzvot day and night. You can do so many different things. You could be good. But if you don't have yirat Hashem, if you don't have fear of heaven, if you don't have fear of God, all of it is pointless. You need, to, you need to always feel that you're being watched, that Hashem is watching you and every action matters. If you don't have Yirat Hashem, anything goes. You could have the entire garb of a tzaddik and do business with people and left and right cheat people out of the money. Why? Because you don't have Yirat Hashem. If you don't have fear of God, you could pay three times a day and your davening could take hours and you could finish the Hilim all day long. But if you don't have true Yirat Hashem, there's no telling what you are capable of doing. So here he says, Eshet Chayil says, Isha Yirat Hashem hi A woman that has fear of God, she is the one who is truly praiseworthy. It says, Eshet Chayil Ateret Ba'la. This is the continuation. This, this is in, um, in uh, Mishlei also. Yud Bet Dalet. says, Eshet Chayil Ateret Ba'la. And Eshet Chayil, a woman of valor, is the crown of her husband. Want to do me a favor? Turn that off. She is the she is the crown of her husband, and it says, "Zo, who is this crown of her husband? Who's the crown of her husband? Zo Sarah. This is actually referring to Sarai Menu, the woman of valor, who be, is the crown of her husband." The Mishle is actually referring to none other than Sarai Menu, our matriarch Sarah. It'll turn off. This means that Avraham Avinu, who was the husband of Sarai Menu, he was crowned by Sarai Menu. That's a big deal. Especially. With the Ruach HaKodesh that Sarai Menu had, with the prophecy that Sarai Menu had, he was crowned by her. Why? Because we know, it says in many sources, that Sarai Menu's, our matriarch Sarah's um, prophecy was higher than Abraham Avinu. Do you imagine that? When they, you know, those that are very much misinformed about Judaism and they think that Judaism is a total patriarchal, you know, uh, a religion and it's all about men and they're so 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 wrong right our first matriarch in the Torah her prophecy level was higher than our patriarch Avraham Avinu Sarai Menu's prophecy was higher than Avraham Avinu and they say the same things also I believe in some points about Rivkai Menu as well and how she knew th certain things about Yaakov and Esav that were not revealed to others so on and so forth. 
ולכבודה של שרה אימנו נפרש כל פרשת אשת חיל. So the entire parasha of Eshet Chayil in the Mishlei was written for the kavod, for in honor of Sarah Imenu. Who actually was the one who first composed Eshet Chayil? Who composed Eshet Chayil? So we say it, we say Eshet Chayil is from Mishlei, so the one who wrote Mishlei is Shlomo HaMelech, and Shlomo HaMelech wrote the song of Eshet Chayil. But according to this, the Midrash says that what? When, I'll, 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 I'll follow through, ah, here. When, when Sarah Imenu passed away, and Abraham Avinu was crying for his wife, he composed the song Eshet Chayil for Sarah Imenu. He was the one who actually wrote the song of Eshet Chayil for Sarah Imenu. So how is it that later on it was written by Shlomo HaMelech? So, same with David HaMelech, King David also. Many of the Psalms of King David were not his own. He wrote them through prophecy, things that were composed by others before him. He just wrote them down for generations to come. Right? Like Mizmor, huh? Right, Mizmor Shir Lema Shabbat was written by Adam, by Adam HaRishon. Right? Shir Lema Alot was composed by Yaakov Avinu. It was when he ran away from home and he had not a penny to his name. It says that Yaakov Avinu composed the song, Shir Ma'alot, I look, I, I, I gaze upon the mountains, where will my help come? Hashem is going to be my right hand. Hashem is the one who's going to help me in my life. So many of these songs were written, actually were composed by others, and then written down by King David, King Solomon and so on. So Eshet Chayil was actually composed by Abraham Avinu for his wife, Sarai Menu, the love of, love of his life. So now, the Eshet Chayil, um, the Zerah Shimshon gets into the meat and potatoes. It says, Eshet Chayil Miyimtza. The Pasuk starts with Eshet Chayil, woman of valor, valor Miyimtza. Who has found? Who finds? Who's capable of finding the Eshet Chayil? Verachok mipeninim emichrah. And as far as, um, as precious stones and as expensive as, priceless as precious stones is her value. Kashay says this is hard to understand. We have to ask. When it says, Eshet Chayil Mim who finds this Eshet Chayil? Which, which technically means, who is the one who is able to find such a woman that is kasher, that is someone that is she does the mitzvot wholeheartedly and she has yarat shamayim and she has midot tovot. He says, I don't understand. If there is an eshet chayil in the world, if such a thing actually exists for all those ladies that are thinking like, you know, some of the ladies sure think like, ah, come on, seriously? He says, if such a woman actually exists, so he says, then if she does exist, somebody will find an Eshet Chayil then. If such a thing exists, somebody will find. So why are we asking Eshet Chayil Miyimtza? If such a thing exists, well, someone will. People will find such a woman. It must be that it exists. 
ואם לא יש בעולם אשת חייל, but if an אשת חייל doesn't exist, and that's why you're asking אשת חייל as if like what I was saying before. אשת חייל, מי ימצא? A woman of valor? Who, who could find, possibly find such a thing? Right? If that's how you're actually saying it, then why even ask? Why even bring it up? If such a thing doesn't exist, why are we even asking for it? If it exists, then why say me himself? Somebody will find. Someone will find. So whoever looks for it finds. If such a thing doesn't exist, then why are we even asking for it? Don't say me himself. Don't say who finds. No one. It doesn't exist. So no, that's not, that's not, that's another Midrash. We're not basing, we're not basing this question on the Midrash. We're basing it on the Midrash that Pashut says that Eshet Chayil refers to a woman of valor, which was sang by Avraham Avinu for his wife. So to begin with, this was written about an Eshet Chayil, right? So why are we forming it as a question? As you would say in Yiddish, I think. I don't know Yiddish. Why are we, say, why are we forming it as the question, right? So he says, he brings an answer from the Gemara, Perek Vav in Yevamot. Samech Gimel Amud Bet. It says, the Ma'arava ki nasev inish itata. Well, this is not the answer, it's just a little anecdote in the middle, right? It says that they say in Ma'arava, which is in Eretz Israel, right? When someone would marry a wife, would, would, would get married, they would say to this man the following. You guys know where I'm getting at? Right. This is what they would say to the man. It's not me saying it. This is what people in Israel used to tell people. It's written in the Talmud. Okay? Matza o motze. It's two different forms of finding. They would ask him, did you matzah or did you motzeh? What is it referring to? Well, meaning, they're asking, this wife that you married, is she a matzah? Which points to the pasuk, it says in Mishlei. The pasuk in Mishlei says, matzah isha, matzah tov. He who found a wife and got married, he has found goodness. Greatness. That's the Pasuk in Mishle of Shlomo Melech. Matzah Isha, Matzah Tov. So people that see someone getting married, they would ask him, Matzah? Meaning referring to that Pasuk. Did you find Tov? She good, she's, she's nice, she's, she, she's a Tzadeket, and Ishat Chayel, she's fine. What's Motzeh? So they're asking, is it a Matzah or a Motzeh? What's Motzeh? So in Kohelet, Shlomo Melech writes, as well. <laughs> I find the woman more bitter than death. Now over there, there's a shot of what each pasuk means and when and how. We're not getting it into the when and how. It's talking about different situations. What kind of a wife? Basically what it means is, This is the pashut, like lowest level explanation of these pasukim. If you find a woman that she has yirat shamayim, she's a good person, and she has fear of God, 
you found goodness because a woman is the leader of the family. She's the leader of the husband. She is the one who maintains everything of holiness in the home, meaning she will be able to make you good. You will become better because of your wife. She handles it all. The woman has control over all of it. Therefore, when it says, I find the one more bitter than, than death, it's talking about when the woman is the opposite. If she's bad and she's wicked, if she, does ha- she doesn't have yirat shamayim, she can make everybody's life miserable. It'll be worse than hell. Completely. That's what Mishnah means. If you find the woman that matches you, she's the one for you, you're in heaven. If not, whoa. So people in Ma'arav, in, the, in, Yerush, in, in Eretz Israel used to ask, Which one is it? Did you find Or is it the other Pasuk? Right? Because they don't want to be rude, obviously, and ask right out. Is your wife wicked? You know? They wouldn't ask that question right out. At least maybe not then. Maybe today, you know. But... Not back in the day. Back in the day, especially in the time of the Talmud, everything was very much, you know, secretive. And, you know, you're not, you, you need to understand. I don't believe that anyone has ever answered that question, at least not in front of their wife, to say, shalom, right? I'm sure everybody's answer throughout all of time has always been, Matzah! <laughs> right? I just heard, by the way, I heard a beautiful story I got to share with you guys about this. So please remind me after the, you know, after the Zera Shimshon to share this story. Yeah, Yuda? Okay. Let's continue. So now he says about this, the Reef asks a question. He says, because this, I don't understand this question. Why does the Gemara say that people would ask such a question? It doesn't make sense. Because if you're asking them at the wedding or the day after the wedding, what does the guy know about his wife? They just got married. How is he going to answer that question? He has no clue if she's good, she's bad. They just got married. Leave the guy alone. Let, leave, let him live for a few years and then maybe... But when the Gemara says when a person would get married, they would ask him, how am I supposed to tell you that? Right? So the Rif has an answer for that. But he goes... So he says... Oh, so, so, so the Riff asks the question as to why even ask such a question. Right? For what pertains for our shi'ur, that's all we need to know. He says, Ledidan, however, he says, according to us, this is the Zerashim Shon, Kushame Karaleta, he says, the question doesn't even start. I don't think there is even a question as to why these people ask these questions. Because, I, why are you, how are you asking such a thing? Because it makes no sense. They just got married. How is he supposed to even know? Right? He says, I don't even think it's a, it's, it's, it's a, the question even begins. Why? Because the Gemara, when it says that people would ask this question, when it says when a person would marry a woman or find a woman, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that this is after they already did Chupa and Kedushin, everything, and they got completely married that people would ask. No. He says, Ella, it's trying to tell you, 
It says when a person would come to actually even be, to even be matched, to do shiduchin with a woman, to date and maybe you know set up the uh, engagement or whatever. They're, they're not married yet. They're dating. They're going out. That's this is the time it's talking about. Hainu call them. This is before they even do the um, uh, uh, engagement. So that afterwards they would do kiddushin and all that stuff to actually be married technically. That's when they would ask him This shidduch that you have now, this match that they've made for you, not married yet, okay? Haven't done kiddushin, nothing. No engagement yet. It's a shidduch they've dated. This match that they made for you, is it matzah or motzeh? And what do they actually mean? What's the kavanah of this question? They're asking. They want to ask that chatan. This, this woman that you are coming to be engaged with. Meaning, did you, this is important. Did you arrive to this woman that has been mishadech to you now that you have, you know, you've made uh, 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 arrangements to get engaged and get married? Did you arrive with to this woman with your own tefilot or not? Did you pray for this woman or not? That's what they're asking. What's that mean? Yo, you have a question? Yeah, they asked during dating or during dating. Before engagement, it's but before engagement here means that they're about to get engaged. The shiduchin has been made. It's good. They love each other. They like each other. Let's go, okay? And then, then comes. Are you gonna do the Hayat? Are you gonna do the Hilton? What are you gonna do? I don't know. My guests come to the Hilton. Remember the whole thing with the flight and everything like that. Maybe we want to get married on a plane. That's that comes after. This hasn't come yet. They're happy right now. Okay, <laughs> all that stuff is going to come afterwards. Meaning, did you pray for this girl or not? Which means what? Did you pray really hard? Meaning, you saw this girl. Did you go and daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu really hard? Hashem, please, please give me this girl. I want this girl to be my wife. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Okay, one more time. I had to say it the opposite way. They ask, is this the woman, this woman that, I just missed one little, and is this the woman, this girl that you have arrived with and you're about to get engaged to, is she the woman that you did not, meaning you got to her, she became almost engaged to you, she's almost engaged to you, by you not praying for her or not? Meaning, did you get to her without tefillah, or did you get to her with tefillah? Meaning what? If you got to her without tefillot, meaning you didn't ask Hashem, Hashem, I want this girl. 
Please give me this girl. Did you arrive to her without any tefillot? Meaning what? Because if you didn't arrive to get the girl, get this girl to almost be engaged with her, if you didn't arrive to her with, with tefillot, it means that she is actually your soulmate. She was the one that set for you from before the time you were born. When the neshamot were up in the heavens, when we say the Malach says, Bat ploni, ben ploni, this, this, this neshama is going to go with this neshama, this neshama is going to be, the setup was done before you were born. So if you didn't pray and say, Hashem, this is the one I want, this is the one I want, then you know the one you're getting is your actual zivug. Because your actual, what the Zerashim is saying, your actual zivug doesn't need you to beg for Hashem to give you this one. Because it's yours anyway. You're going to get it. Right? When you're about to, when you're supposed to hit that brick wall, you're going to hit the brick wall whether you pray for it or not. I'm not, God forbid, comparing your wife to a brick wall. But those of that married, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's what the Zerashim is meaning. That when they say, Matzar Motzeh, they're saying, did you get to this girl without praying? Meaning what? Vezehu Matzah. If you got to this girl without tefillot, then it's Matzah. Matzah Tov. It's good, it's your zivug. You understand what we're getting at over here? Sheoloshon Avar. Because why? Matzah is a past tense. Found. Why is it past tense? It's reverting back to what? This was already matzah. It was already found. This is the woman that was already placed for you before you were even born. This was the found soulmate, zivug, that was already placed up there. This neshama belongs to this neshama. So if you didn't daven for her and you got her without tefillot, she's your zivuk. She's your soulmate. And it's matzah. It's the past tense found. Because as it says, لَأَرْبَعِمْ يَوْمْ كَوْدَمْ يَتْسِرَاتْ havalad. That decision by HaKadosh Baruch Hu is made 40 days before the conceivement of the child. 40 days before a person is conceived, the decision is made of whose soulmate belongs to whom. Who's the soulmate? Right? Now you guys go and cry. See? Soulmate. She's there. He's there. I'm kidding. Still Davin. We'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Everyone's like, that's it. I'm not praying no more. She come, she come, she no come, she no come. I'm done. <laughs> All those nights having ice cream because I was depressed. Why? Why? Oim or Zot Ha'isha. So they're asking, this is the second part of the question now. Or they're asking what? Did you arrive at this woman because of the tefillot, because of the prayers that you prayed for this woman? Shalif Amim Adam Motse Isha. That sometimes a person finds a woman, even though that that woman was not set up to be his zivug. 
or it could be vice versa also. We're only dealing with a man finding a woman, but that, it could happen vice versa too. As they say in the Gemara, because the Gemara says it is mutar, it is permissible. Today we don't do it anymore. But it is halachically permissible to marry a woman to have a wedding on Chola Moed. Meaning, you have Sukkot, right? You have the, in, in the diaspora, we have the two days of. Uh, Mo'ed in the beginning and two days of Mo'ed in the end. In between, you got those days of Chola Mo'ed, right? The Gemara says it is permitted for a person to marry someone in Chola Mo'ed, in the middle of Mo'ed. Not on Yom Tov, but on Chola Mo'ed. Why? Why? The Gemara says as follows. Because maybe if you're too late and if you don't do it right away, you don't do the Chidushin and stuff like that, maybe somebody else will pray really hard and their Tefilot will be accepted. And they'll get to marry her. You understand what that means? That means she was about to get married to you. And she might have actually been a good wife for you. Right? But somebody else prayed harder. And now she became his book to somebody else. Now they match someone else better. Why? Because they brought their level. They, they give it a little oomph. You know what I'm saying? They, they played hard. And they made it. So that could put a little damper on many people's attitudes. It's like, what do you mean? Like, seriously? Like, I could, I could be going out with someone and all of a sudden somebody else could be praying for that same girl and boom, done? Okay. These are things that could happen. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't stay up all night thinking about these things, all right? You know, I, I wouldn't, like, whenever you, you're dating, this goes for girls and guys, when you're dating, don't call, like, middle of the night, hello? You with me, right? You still with me, right? Don't you? Don't you? I want to know who's praying for you. <laughs> you know? Or like every night you pray, every night before you go to bed, God, please, please don't accept the other guy, whoever it is. Don't accept their tefillot. Accept mine. Accept mine, please. <laughs> oh, man. Can you just imagine someone walking over to somebody, seeing in like shahari, they're, t- they're praying too long. You go up to them like, hey, who are you praying for, dog? Seriously, <laughs> stop! <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk past you to like completely break your kavanah. Ah, you know, <laughs> making sure you don't take the one I want. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> so it says we see the Gemara says that it's serious. Tefillah can get accepted to change somebody's zivug. And they could actually take somebody else's rightfully theirs, zivug, by tefillah. Now, does that mean it's a good thing? Not necessarily. And, and they could take that person and marry with them, uh, 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 even though they were about to get married to somebody else. <clears throat> even though a bad call would have called out to say that this person should be married to Jacob, now because of Reuven's tefillot, bat call or no bat call, heavenly voice or no heavenly voice, she's going to go marry Reuven because of Reuven's tefillot. This, by the way, should just show you the power of tefillah. 
Meaning, a decision is made in heaven 40 days before a person is even conceived, and prayer can change even that. That's how careful a person has to be with our tefillot. Which is what we're gonna, what the lesson of tonight's lesson is. One of the lessons of tonight's shiur is be careful what you pray for. Prayer is very powerful. A person has to be careful how we pray. That's what this whole shiur is gonna be about. Don't say, I want this one, I want this one. How do you know? Maybe it's not good for you. We have to always ask whatever is whatever is right for me, do that for me. Because tefillah is very powerful. It could be accepted and you're just you're just done. We've seen this many, many times. Moshe Rabbeinu prayed for, for Hashem to save the child's life and not to be killed. Now, there was a baby that we were going to kill and put the baby inside the bricks in Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hashem said, accept it. Alright, fine, be it. Fine. And who that person Micha. became? Right, Micha. It grew up to be, he grew up to be Micha, which caused so many of the problems in the Midbar for Am Yisrael. Worshiping the golden calf, and so many different issues came up about Micha, because of Micha. Why? It was the baby that Moshe Rabbeinu saved through tefillah. Sometimes. You gotta ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, Hashem, you know best. This is what I think is right. But if it's not right, you do what you think is correct. What is rightfully ours. What if your intentions? Your intentions don't mean nothing. Don't have pure intentions. Listen, listen, listen. Parsi, Parsia. Persians feel that pure intentions is everything. Okay? And I have actually have been under fire because of this. I've given lectures where I've, I've actually, like people have come up to me afterwards and like, but, but you do mean that if your intentions are right, it's okay. I'm like, no, I didn't mean that. And it's like a slap and they're like, what do you mean? Like, what do you, like, it's like life just stopped. I thought, as long as your intentions are okay, you could burn the guy's house down. I don't understand. The intention, no, sometimes intentions are not all it is. But like Moshe prayed for the baby. Moshe prayed for the baby, intentions are right. True. But the power of tefillah is in a way that you need to pray. Intentions means Hashem. You know what kavanah is? Kavanah means, we translate kavanah today as, as concentration in tefillah. You have to have kavanah in your tefillah, have full concentration when you're davening for something. All of it true. But kavanah, the word, why do we use the word kavanah as concentration in Hebrew? When we say Lashon HaKodesh, there's no words of Lashon HaKodesh aren't just like, yeah, you know, they're not made up. Why kavanah? What does kavanah mean? Kavanah comes from the root kivun. Kivun means when things are parallel in, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In line. When something is in line, it's, it has a kivun, it's in line. It's directed together. Kavanah in tefillah means that a person that has kavanah concentration, they are putting their mind and their heart and shamayim in one line. You're mechaven these three into one direction. All have to be there. Which means what? If your heart is in the right place, but your mind not in the right place, you have the wrong kavana. <laughs> See, I speak Persian. You guys didn't know, huh? <laughs> okay. Meaning, when you the right intention means the intention has to be all there. Meaning, your intention from your heart, logic, 
and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, they all have to be in place. Can't be just your heart. It can't be just your mind either. It needs to be all three. And that goes in everything in life. You're dating. You have to be Bekavana. Your mind has to be there. Your heart has to be there. You can't go all out with your heart and not use your mind whatsoever. And you can't only use your mind and not use your heart either. You gotta, a person has to maintain this kavana, so to speak. Make sense? Good. All right. So, Mevoar, this says, Meaning, it is possible that through prayer, to get someone that is actually not your zivug, because you prayed for that person. And make that other person's zivug lose, lose out. Meaning, it was set up from Shamaim that Sarah needs to marry Reuv, uh, Yaakov. We said Yaakov already, let's stick with Yaakov. Sarah was to marry Yaakov, that was their zivug. Reuven prays, prays really hard and gets Sarah. He prays for Sarah and gets Sarah instead. Now Yaakov is at a loss. He's lost his zivug. Why? Because somebody else prayed to get Sarah as a wife. Is that a bad word? Is that a kid? We'll see. And this is why they asked the Khatan. It's not past tense. Matzah was past tense. We said Matzah is for someone that found meaning. They didn't pray. They got what was already set up for them from before, past tense. Now, Motzeh is present, meaning they're saying, Motzeh, did you just find this one? Meaning, this is not the one from the past that was your zivug. Did you happen to find it now because you did something in order to receive her? Meaning, you prayed for this one, and boom, fell in your lap all of a sudden. And that's Motzeh. Motzeh ani ishamar mimavet. Be careful what you wish for. Because if you pray for that girl, pray for that girl, and she's not your zivug, she'll be, mar- she'll be more bitter than death. She's not your zivug. You're asking for it. You're going to get her. Oh, but are you going to get it? That's why, look at beautiful Zerashimshon, opening up this pasuk, and opening up the question that people in Ma'arav and Eretz Yisrael would ask. He's saying, what does it really mean? It means... What did you do or not do in order to get married? Did you say, this is the one I want, Hashem, I don't care. This is the husband I want, no matter what. He's the one. Hashem says, okay, he's the one, fine, go ahead. I'll give it to you. If you ask me, I had him set up with somebody else, but who's to argue with you? Because you know everything. Have him, right? But it doesn't work out so good, and vice versa as well. It just so happens that Eshet Khal is talking about from the other side, finding that woman. If a person marries the woman that was actually not set up, that was not set up to, uh, as a zivuk for that person, rather, he only merited having her because of his tefilot, and zivugo this zivug is not going to work out very well. No siri. Chayavima 
It's not going to be a successful marriage. the Rava. It's like Rava said. Uh, there was a story in the Gemara. One second. <clears throat> The story of Rava <coughs> in Moed uh, Katan. It says, He heard a person that was saying, Hashem, please <coughs> arrange for me to get married to Planita. Planita, by the way, is, is not a name. It's like we say in Persian, we say Folani. In Aramaic, Ploni is Folani, so-and-so. Planita is so-and-so for a girl, right? So basically, Rava heard a person saying, please arrange for me so-and-so. I want to marry so-and-so. And he said to him, <coughs> Rava says to him, why are you doing that? Because, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? It makes no sense. If she's your zivug, she'll be yours. You don't have to pray for her. This does not mean you shouldn't pray for your zivug. Remember that. That's not what we're saying here. If she's your zivug, she'll be your wife. If she's not, are you crazy? Why would you want her if she's not your zivug? Right? What do I mean? This doesn't mean we shouldn't pray for our zivug. We pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those are that single. We pray to Hashem, Hashem, please send us our zivug, our soulmate. And when we're dating or we're not dating, please Hashem, if this is the one, please arrange it for me to make it simple for me to find the one. If it's not, please Hashem. No. I don't want it. That's what a person should pray for. That's how a person should pray for everything that we want. We should never ask Hashem, I want, I want this one, I want it, I want it. No, Hashem, if this is the right thing for me, please arrange it for me. Please let me have it. If this investment is the right investment for me, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please help me make this investment. If it's not, please Hashem, ruin it for me now. I don't want the investment. You'll be happy you made that decision. Then you know that if some investment falls through, you know how Because if it was supposed to be my investment, it would have been my investment. If it's not, it means it wasn't supposed to be, it could have been detrimental. Done. Now I, you might see somebody else make that same investment and woo, made millions. Yeah, it was for them to make millions through it. You might have not, probably not. That's the way life is. A lot of times you see somebody that does the same exact thing you wanted to do or you, you were incapable of doing and that person does it and then boop. That's life. Not everything is for everyone. Especially Yazivuk. So he says now, So he says, now, this is what they were asking. This is what people were saying to the person that just got married, or was, was about to get married. They were actually saying, they were trying to warn him. Did you actually come to find this girl even though she's not your mazal? Right? This is not the one that the batkol, meaning the heavenly voice, this is not the one that the heavenly voice um, set up for you. 
צריכו לחשוש שמא החיה ואימה לא יהיו מוצלחים. He has to start thinking, hold on a second, maybe, maybe, maybe I did pray wrong and maybe this is going to be detrimental for my, for my life. ולכך אתה, אחר שהתחדש עמה, יתחזק נא מאוד בתפילתו. Now that you made this shidduch with her, if you, if you got to her because of your tefillot, now start praying more. What people in Eretz Yisrael would tell him, people in Eretz Yisrael would tell him, if you, if you got to this point of being in a shidduch with so-and-so, because of your tefillot, you better start praying now. How? שסוף עוד להתפלל גם להצלחת הזיווג שמא תועיל לו. Start praying for the Hatzlacha of the Zivug now. So Hashem, okay, maybe I received this Zivug, maybe for the wrong reasons, whatever, but Hashem, please help me that it should be Hatzlacha. It should go well. Hashem should change it so that there should be a good Siman, a Siman Tov in the Zivug. It shouldn't be detrimental to him. Even though she's not actually his Zivug. As you will find in the Zohar in Parashat Vayelech. Vayadua. And it's known. Shekisheena zivug olayafeh. When the zivug doesn't work out well. When the match doesn't work out. Azi haish vayisha yu aniyim. Oshe yisha tamut kodem zemana. Like chas v'shalom barmina lo alenu lo alechem lo alen l'israel. No one should ever know of this. Maybe they become poor or somebody passes away before the other one. As it's brought down in the Brayta, in Pesachim, if the people all of a sudden find themselves becoming becoming poor, losing a lot of money, this becomes a very hard life even for the wife. Because the Parnasa doesn't come, because they're not a good match. Or if she passes away before she, she, she should, she suffers a lot because she is passing away before her time. God forbid, if he passes away before her, meaning early, right? Then she suffers because she's sitting as an Almana, now she's a, she has no husband, right? And this becomes a very bad omen, very bad sign. Meaning, it cannot be that these things would happen with an eshet chayil, with an ishak yeshera. Because this kind of a woman has a lot of zechut. Because of all the mitzvot that she does. And she's, she doesn't deserve, she does not deserve to be punished or she doesn't deserve to be hurt or have hardship in her life. Therefore, this kind of a kasher woman, a wonderful tzadeket woman, she will never, it will never happen that she will marry to someone that is not her zivu. That's one of the punchlines. Says Hashem for an Eshet Chayil only arranges her zivug according to the heavenly voice 40 days before she was even conceived. Why? Because because she's a tzaddeket, no matter how much someone prays for her, if that person is not the zivug, it's not going to happen. Because she has so much zikhut that she will only merit marrying 
the one she is going to be happy with. And because of this, because of this, the Pasuk says, Eshet Chayil Who can find this Eshet Chayil? This woman of valor. Bilshon Atid. Future tense. Yimtza is future. We had Matza, past. Motza, present. Yimtza is future tense. Dahainu, which means what? Mihu Asher Yachol Limtza Al Yedah Tefilotav. Who can possibly find an Eshet Chayil with their tefilot? Can it happen that someone could find an Eshet Chayil because they prayed for that person so much and that Eshet Chayil is not really their zivug? Can it be? Meaning, you find someone, a woman of valor, true valor, she's a true Eshet Chayil. And you say, Hashem, this is the one I want. You cry every night. You give tzedakah. You, you, you build shuls and hospitals. That ain't going to happen. If she's not your zivug, you are not going to get the eshet chayil. Because the eshet chayil, a woman of valor, will only get married to her, her own zivug. That's why he says, eshet chayil miyimtza. Who can find an eshet chayil? Future tense, meaning by praying and davening and things like that, ain't gonna happen. Meaning when we were asking, when we were saying in a funny tone in the beginning of this year, Eshet Chayil, who's who can ever find an Eshet Chayil? It kind of has truth to it. Meaning you're not gonna be able to stumble upon an Eshet Chayil because you prayed for her. It's not gonna happen. Because Eshet Chayil is reserved for someone that deserved the Eshet Chayil. No matter how much you daven for it, if you're not in that level and she's not your zivug, you're not going to get her. And no tefillah will ever help. If she is not the mazal for that person. The Eshet Chayil will always find the true soulmate. That gives a lot of props now for the women. A girl that does the mitzvot correctly and she has Yirat Shamayim and she follows HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and follows the mitzvot, she knows, she has a guarantee that she will always find her true soulmate. Because Hashem will not allow such a woman to get married to someone that does not deserve them. Even if that person has daven day and night for that person. Ah, now the Ramami Pano says something beautiful. This is something that I've tried, I've, I've told people to try. Okay, it's beautiful. <laughs> anyone that wants to truly find their zivug, anyone that is looking to get married, and they want to find that true soulmate, there is a 
there is a concept in Judaism that says, if you want something, and you know somebody else wants the same thing, make a deal with that person. Instead of you praying for yourself, pray for that person. And that person could pray for you. When you do that, you will get what you want first. Why? Because you're praying for somebody else. Right? So the Ramami Pano says beautifully. Ramami Pano says, Who is the zivug of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Who is the true soulmate of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The Am Yisrael. The Jewish people are the true zivug, the true soulmate of Hashem, so to speak metaphorically, like the Eshet Chayil. We are the true pair with Hashem. But, but, only when we are united, when we're following the mitzvot, as the true Am Yisrael. If you're not the true Am Yisrael, you're not the Zivug of Hashem. Right? If you're not truly following His Torah, you're not the Zivug of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only we are mityached, when we are all united as one, as one entity following the Torah, we become truly the Zivug of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he says, this is beautiful. So this is in the same way. If a person constantly prays for Hashem, meaning pray for Am Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help Am Yisrael to be true to your Torah, to follow your Torah and mitzvot, so they become truly your zivug. So they'll be your true match, which means what? When we unite and we become the true match of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what happens? We'll have the Geulah. Moshiach will come. That's when Moshiach will come, Imer Amen. Amen. Right? When we become truly one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, she says, when a person prays for all of Am Yisrael to become one with Hashem, to become the zivug of Hashem, to become perfected and the world will be perfected, because we're praying, so to speak, for Hashem, quote-unquote, then Hashem makes sure that we will receive our zivug in the same way. Meaning it's like we're praying for somebody else. Instead of praying for me to receive my zivug, the person says, I'm going to pray for Hashem to receive his zivug. And in the true segula that there is that if you pray for someone else you receive it first then I'll receive what I want first meaning the person will have the zakhut of finding their true soulmate first isn't that beautiful? it's incredible so this Zerah Shimshon was gorgeous beautiful as always but the lesson the takeaway is to see the true power of tefillah that's number one and number two, to learn how to be mitpalel, especially when it comes to zivugi. Especially when it comes to dating and marriage. Always, always daven in a positive way, asking Hashem to put the right path before us. Don't choose the path and say, make this path the right path. It's not up to you. Ask Hashem which path is the right path and He should direct us on that right path. And I promised you guys a story about what true... Shalom bayit is. What, is. what is a soulmate? How does it work? I was listening to somebody being interviewed. Uh, he has, I think he had like a grocery business or something in Eretz Yisrael. This is in a time when Rav Benzion Abba Shaul Zechet Sadiq V'Kadosh Libracha was alive. He says he used to make deliveries for Rav Benzion all the time. And uh, he had somebody that um, sometimes because he would make deliveries to his house, if somebody wanted a bracha for Rav Benzion Abba Shaul, he would take them and say, Rav, give this person a bracha, give him a blessing. So one time there was a guy that comes to this guy and he was complaining about his wife the entire time. He was, he was just exploding. 
from problems. I, my wife this, my wife that, but oh, please help me. Right? So he says, okay, so you want, if you want, I'll take you to Ben Sion to get a bracha. He says, please, if you would, that would be amazing. He says, okay, so the guy helped me load my truck, and we went. We went to the Rav's house, and we knocked on the door, and Zichon Al-Ibrakha, he himself opened the door. And we see he's wearing like pajamas and slippers, and he's holding a mop, and he's in the middle of mopping the floor. And he says, I saw this, I said, please give me the mop. And I grabbed the mop from his hand, I'm like, let me mop your floor. You don't understand, but Ben Sion Abishol was one of those Sadiqim of the generation. He says, let me, let me, let me grab the, the mop. He says, no, 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 it's, I have to do it myself. I know how my wife likes it. I got to do it the way she likes. I'm doing it myself. I'm trying to grab it. And he's not. He's not who Rav Ben Sion Abishol, by the way, was the Chavruta Arab Maran Arabovad Yosef Zatzal. They were best friends. This is the caliber we're talking about. Okay? He says, no, I have to do it myself. She says, fine. He finally, he didn't let me. I went in, I put the boxes down. I said, Kodarav, he's here to get a bracha from you. Uh, he has a, so he says, who? So I look behind me, the guy's gone. I'm looking around, stairs. Where'd he go? I look down the stairs, I can't find the guy. Where'd he go? He's like, fine. You know what? He went, he went. What can I tell you? So I got back into my car and I, and I left. Down the street, I see this guy walking. And I pull up and I go, what's wrong with you? I brought you to get a bracha from the Gadol Adora and you just walked away. He says, listen, I thought I had problems. Then I see Rav Ben Tzion holding a mop, mopping the floor. What am I going to come and tell him? I don't have problems. I don't have problems, my wife. Sometimes, sometimes people think in Shalom Bayit, ah, oh, you're going to be a king and lay down and a cigar and a whiskey in one hand and a cigar in the other hand and then you wake up and the cigar is a mop and the cup of whiskey is actually a cup that you're washing with your other hand in the sink. Right? That's reality. It's called life. That's how Shalom Bayit is made. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.